listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about uh, a couple of these wide receivers who were taken. You know, JSN falled a little, you know, he fell a little bit. Um, you know, I thought he was he could potentially be taken a little earlier. Texans, like, did this crazy trade to move up to number three, you know, from number 12. Insane. Like, I, I didn't really understand how much they gave up just to move up, you know, nine spots. It was, it was really, really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, aside from that, you know, I thought he might go. That would have been amazing for CJ Stroud, you know, to get yeah, you know I back agree. back with his boy, JSN in Houston. That would have been amazing. I think that would have been a better plan, in my opinion, than what they did. I know Will Anderson <laughs> is a great player and he could be an amazing edge player, but like, I don't know if that was the move to be honest. Especially with how many holes they have. I, I again, I yeah. like I was updating stuff uh, live while this was happening, so I don't know the full details of what they had to give up. But I mean, you have to assume to move up that far. They gave up a lot, and they have a lot of holes. So I think they gave up more than they had to, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I'm looking at it now. Like, they gave up a – let's see. I, I have it here. I was texting some buddies last night. So they gave up the 12th pick, obviously. They gave up the 33rd pick, so which is the second pick in the yeah, second yeah. round. Um, next year's first. Oh, just man. to move up from 12 to 3, dude. And this is yeah. not what you do when you're rebuilding. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you, you're not an edge away from winning. You know yeah. what I'm saying, and I get you want to get the next next JJ Watt, I guess, but like, still, it's it's yeah. it's weird. Anyway, no, I get it. So, so you know, JSN moves past a couple guys. I thought the Jets might have grabbed him, but they ended up reaching on an edge player as well. Um, so you know that was that would have been amazing. You know, reunited mm-hmm. with Garrett Wilson in you know in New York, uh, but now you know you have JSN going to the Seahawks, which is a super interesting landing spot, right? A lot of people thought that you know Geno Smith might have been you know, uh, a short-term solution here. But, you know, the Seahawks are kind of a win-now team also, right? They're right. kind of in the middle. So a lot of people were mocking Anthony Richardson to them, right? And I, I get it, but they went the other way. They said, no, 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 no. We believe in Geno. We're going to give him another weapon. So now the Seahawks have one of the best wide receiver trios in the league at this point, DK yeah. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and JSN. Uh, what's your initial thoughts on, on this landing spot for JSN? It's another one where it's like, I like it as a football move, you know, I love it for Seattle as far as just like, I think that's a good move. That receiving course legit. It was already legit, but now it's like super legit. Um, I don't love it in the short term for JSN though. I mean, he's got two ballers that he's playing with and Tyler Lockett mm-hmm. and DK Metcalf. And I still, I know to his core, Pete Carroll, he wants to get a lot of, he wants to mix in the run a lot. He's going to be very balanced. Um, not going to be very pass heavy. I think there's also a chance Gino could take a step back. Like I, I still, I need to see another year of Gino performing right. like he did last year before I'm ready to say, oh no, Gino's good. So he could, he could come crashing back down to the old Gino, you know. So sure. I don't, I don't love it. I think it's gonna his dynasty stock's gonna take a hit. Um, but it's one of those situations where I still believe I think he's a good player. That I mean, Tyler Lockett's. I think he's going into his age 31 season. You know, eventually yep. he's gonna overtake Lockett. Uh, DK will still be there, but two two wide receivers, that's fine. You know, you, it could be like an A.J. Brown, uh, Devonta Smith situation, you know, where both of them are doing well. So I think he takes a dip in the short term, but I, I think long term, I, I believe in the player. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I'm actually not moving him in my dynasty okay. ranks. I think I still think he's the wide receiver one uh, in dynasty, you know, in, in among these rookies. Um, and honestly, 
I was I was taking him ahead of Jameer Gibbs in dynasty rookie drafts, and I think I still am. Okay. And I don't want to overvalue the landing spot here, um, you know, because of the fact that you know I do think that he's he's a very talented wide receiver, and I think that yes, like he has these guys that he has to kind of, you know. He, he has a couple of wide receivers who he has to compete with. But look at the wide receivers he, he was competing with at Ohio State. <laughs> good, good point. Right? He was already competing with Chris Olave. He was already competing with Garrett Wilson, two ballers, two guys who I think have higher ceilings than both Tal Lockett and DK Metcalf. Even so, J- Jamison Williams for at least a year, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you know I, I'm not mad at the situation. You know they have a quarterback at least. Yes, Geno Smith. Like I would love to see another year. I agree with you, but you know, listen. I'm I'm going to say this. I don't think it's far fetched to say that Jason has a chance of outperforming these guys, and the, even in year one. Now I don't think that this is going to be a situation where the targets are clearly going to go JSN's way. And I think that is the concern, right? Because you still got to give DK his targets. You still got to give Lockett his targets as long as he's staying healthy. So for fantasy in year one, it's going to be inconsistent, I think. Uh, But I think long-term, I think this is a stable franchise, right? The Seahawks, you know, they find a way to get it done. With Pete Carroll there, they're going to find, you know, their quarterback, you know, that that is going to be there after Gino, or maybe Gino ends up being the guy for the next couple of years. Gino isn't that old, guys. He's not like 38 years old. He's like, what is he, 32? Yeah, right? something like so, that, yeah. Yeah, so he's he not, you know, he could, if he's truly, if he has truly advanced, you know, his, uh, his, his, his game, then he could be there for the next couple of years. And if Lockett is going to be on the outs, you know, in terms of him getting a little bit older, we could potentially see JSN, you know, emerge sooner than later. So, I'm not mad at the landing spot. I think it's as good. Like sometimes you end up with a a landing spot where not that you're competing with good wide receivers because that's not always a bad thing, but you might be in a place where like you don't really have a good quarterback, right? Or you have a young quarterback who isn't developed yet. So I don't think it's terrible. I'm not. I'm not over. I don't want to overreact to to uh, uh, what might seem like uber competition for 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 JSN. I'm curious to see how they'll use him too, you know, because because I know he's been very effective in the slot, and Tyler Lockett has been very effective in the slot. So yeah. I think I think there's going to be some overlap with him and Lockett, you know, where I think so too. Where maybe I, I think I think they'll probably go primarily eleven personnel mm-hmm. um, now because I know that they run a lot. They, they like to have a lot of tight ends on the field too, but I think it's really because of a lack of personnel last year. Yeah. But now if they have those three ballers, they're not going to leave those guys off the field, right? So I think they're going to go eleven personnel, three wide receiver, and I think. I think Lockett and JSN will alternate between the slot and the flanker position, similar to how they did with Lockett and Paul Richardson several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I know R- Richardson was a speed guy. You know, you know, JSN is not that guy. But in terms of like where they were lining up, I think they could do something similar to that because yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna you know be putting Jason at the X right. Like that's that's DK's position, um, right. and he's gonna stay there pretty much. Yep. He's gonna be the only one that's like really on the line on yep. every play. Yep, yep. I would say. All right. So moving on, um, you know, the order that I thought this 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 draft was going to go in in terms of wide receivers, not how I thought it was, was going to play out. I thought it was going to go JSN. Well, this is the order that I had it in, right? Like, yeah. so my order, my top five was JSN, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, super close to Zay Flowers, yeah. you know, kind of in a similar tier. Um, and then I had Josh Downs and then I had Quentin Johnston. 
I did not think Josh Downs was going to go ahead of Quentin Johnston. I did not. Right. I knew that. I, I had a pretty good feeling Josh Downs was going to go in the second round regardless. I just do like him better. But, uh, you know, we had Quentin Johnston going to the Chargers, a spot where I thought that it was really going to be either Zay, either I was going to say Zay, Zay Jones, um, <laughs> Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison, right? That's that's I thought Chargers were going to get one of those guys. And this is an interesting pick for me, man. Because I, I think that Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison, both of them, honestly, like were the you know were the better wide receivers, you know, and I yeah. think they would have complemented the wide receivers that they do have a little bit better than Johnson does. So, what's your what's your reaction to this? Just overall, not only for the Chargers um, and that offense, but also for Johnson's fantasy stock. Yeah, so to. I kind of agree with you on that. So as far as just the chargers, like you said, as like a real life football thing, um, he's redundant to Mike Williams a little bit, you know, they've got now three big bodied wide receivers. I mean, Keenan Allen as a six, two slot wide receiver, you know, so they got, they got some big wide receivers. I will say, I do think as far as him for fantasy, this is obviously a good move for Johnson landing with Justin Herbert because Keenan Allen's 31. Um, I don't know how much longer we can expect him to remain with the Chargers. Um, and any receiver getting attached to Justin Herbert, especially a big arm quarterback like him that can fit it anywhere on the field. I like that for him. But I agree with you that I would have liked to seen I, I I liked Addison there. Played at USC, mm-hmm. you know, staying in 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 Los Angeles. I kind of liked the having him with Mike Williams, you know, in the long term, kind of yeah. having the diversity in the wide receiver group. Um, because I think that Johnson's going to have a harder time against NFL corners. You know, I think it's going right. to be, he's going to be relying a lot on Herbert's arm. Um, right. but overall, I think this is a win for Johnston, his stock, obviously going as the number two wide receiver, because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't, I think they pulled him from the, uh, dra- did he get, did he go up on stage to take the, uh, when he got drafted? He I wasn't thought, invited. He wasn't invited. I thought they re- they, re- uh, pulled his invite. Because they didn't expect him to go round one. There I was only that. the only wide receiver to get invited. So it was JSN, uh, the, JSN and Zay Flowers. That was it. C- correct. Yeah. Oh, wait, so no. I, Jordan Addison was there. Jordan Addison was there. Actually, yeah, you're right. I remember him you're coming right. out. And then they just, they just like switched the commercial like while he was coming out. I was <laughs> yeah, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> you can oh, Addison some love here. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but uh, I think there was some, I didn't know for sure if he'd go round, but the fact he did. Tied to Herbert and now with more in mix there, I think it's great for him. I think it's great for Herbert. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say stock up on on those two guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, Quentin Johnston, you know, was um, you know somebody who I thought that needed a situation like this in order for him to, you know, to up his game, right? And I think that the quarterback, there were some quarterback issues. I think you know uh, where he played in college, so. There is a possibility that Justin Herbert, you know, can elevate his game a little bit. And I think the main concern with Johnson was always, you know, his hands, how he catches, how he high points and his body catches and stuff like that. You know, even his contested catches, even though he's made a a million, not a million, that's scratch that. He made (laughs) a lot of good plays where you think that he's a good contested catch player. Similar to, I think we just, I think you mentioned this on one of my posts that, you know, Chase Claypool, right? Similar contested catch player, but he's actually not. Just because they have the size doesn't mean they they have that ability. Yeah, right. It's it's like a it's like a a rebounder in the NBA. You know, you'd look at someone right. like D 
Dennis Rodman back in the day, and you're like, how's that guy a good rebounder? Well, he just goes <laughs> and gets it. You know, exactly. like some guys are just exactly. better at going and getting it. That's a great analogy. Um, so yeah, so so I think I think Johnson does. Uh, I'm not necessarily moving him though. Like I, okay. I, I still, you know, I, I'm okay with him as my wide receiver four. Like I'm probably gonna, you know, I'm probably going to move Williams to my wide receiver. I'm uh, Johnson, Mike Williams. I see. I keep getting confused. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, it's easy I'm going to move, <laughs> move Johnson to my wide receiver four over Josh Downs just because he got the first round draft capital. He still has some pretty good metrics. We talked about this before in this podcast plenty of times where he still has a lot of the metrics that you look for, you know, early breakout age, you know, um, you know, that sort of thing where like, you're like, all right, well, I think he could potentially get it done yards per route run. Like he was, he was productive. Right. So there is a world where he, he is okay in the NFL. Um, I think, I just think he's just have, he does have a few things to work on. Um, yeah. Zay Flowers and, was it? Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead, I was just going to say, now you're about to talk about Zay Flowers. So yeah. um, you, it sounds like you have Zay Flowers ahead of him. And I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, man, like Zay Flowers. Uh, and I talked about this with Matt Harmon a little bit, because when you look at all of the numbers, right. And you're like, all right, well, like, where is it for Zay Flowers? Like, but then you watch the guy play and you're like, oh, okay. So, if I'm strictly going off the spreadsheet, like Jordan Addison is way above Zay Flowers for okay. me. Um, but when I watch him play, he moves the needle a lot more. Um, you know, contested catches, being able to play any position, um, playing very well against press coverage at his size, you know, reminds me of guys like the Steelers, you know, wide receivers of the past where like very good against press coverage, very good route runner, precision, that sort of thing. And you know, I think, you know, he creates separation with ease. So yeah. he's he's that's the reason why I have him there. And you can't really say the same thing with Quentin Johnston, who doesn't have a full route tree, um, doesn't run as crisp routes. Um, we'll have to depend on a lot of the after catch after the catchability that he's really good at. Um, so, that you know, that's really the reason why I have Zay Flowers and Addison, like checks a lot of boxes as well yeah. uh, with the production profile. I had an absolutely ridiculous 2021 season. Um, you know, before he transferred to to, to uh, oh yeah, his, his pit season, yeah, yeah, his pit season with uh, Kenny Pickett, um, yep. you know, just absolutely destroyed. Um, but yeah, you know, I I did have him ahead of him, and and he went to uh, Zay Flowers ended up going to the Ravens, where you know I think this is a low key you know good landing spot, and, and I I think you know you, you think of a wide receiver paired with Lamar. Right. And you're like, oh, well, like, you know, this is probably not a good landing spot. But I think there are a few changes coming. Okay. Um, first of all, Lamar actually has some good weapons now. Right. When Hollywood Brown was there, there were no other wide receivers that he could depend on. Right. It was Hollywood and Mark Andrews, and that's it. Yep. Right. Now, they were very run heavy. However, their, their offensive coordinator has moved on. They brought in Todd Munkin, who is a pass-heavy offensive coordinator. Now, do I think they're going to be throwing the ball 45 times a game? No. Okay, there's going to be a lot of design runs still, obviously, because you have Lamar Jackson. Um, but I do think they're going to drop back more, which is also good for Lamar because that means more scrambles, more tuck and runs. So that's good for Lamar. Now he has weapons. And, and he has OBJ. I think Rashad Bateman still has a chance 
to eventually break out. I, I, I'm still holding out a little bit of hope for Rashad Bateman. And now you have Zay Flowers. And I think Zay Flowers, I wouldn't be surprised if Zay Flowers led this receiving core in targets in year one. I, I, I really wouldn't. Now, Mark Andrews is there too. So, you know, obviously he's going to get his fair share of targets as well. Maybe he leads the team in targets. But I think overall, we're going to see the passing numbers inflated a little bit uh, going into this year. And I think Zay Flowers is going to benefit. I don't think, you know, I saw someone joke on one of my posts saying that he's going to lead this team in targets per game at four (laughs) targets per game. Uh, And and I get it. I get the joke. But I think this is going to be a different offense. And that's the point that I want to emphasize. This is not the same Ravens offense where you had Roman, Greg Roman, running it. It's going to be a, a little bit of a different show going into next year. Well, remind me. I don't know if you remember. Was Munkin there when Jameis Winston threw for like 5,000 yards? Yes. Uh, and, and So we saw this with Josh Allen when they got finally got him some weapons, when they got Stephon Diggs. He went from the Bills being one of the most run-heavy teams in the league to the most pass-heavy, if I'm not mistaken, or at least top five pass-heavy teams. So I think I think you're right about that. Um, this is, yeah. I, I mean, we still don't know what to, OBJ is going to be, um, but it does feel very – Hollywood signing. I mean, I think they even picked Hollywood Brown around pick 21 or 22 or something like that, you know? So this feels like that. And we did see Hollywood um, that one year before Lamar got hurt was like a top six wide receiver, you know? So if, if Zay flowers is Hollywood, uh, great. Yeah. Like that's great. That means you hit, you know, like people are acting like this is, this wouldn't be a good pick if it's not how this, if this is Hollywood, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Just think about this for a second. On a per-target basis, Hollywood Brown was like top five in fantasy points, okay? Yeah. So imagine if someone like Hollywood was on an offense where they were passing the ball a ton, right? If, if yeah. Lamar Jackson – him and Lamar had a great connection together, right? And if he was on an offense where they were passing the ball more, the dude like would have finished really, really high for fantasy. And I yeah. think, you know, Zay Flowers now, if, he, if, he, if he's the guy who I think he could be in the NFL – we could see something similar or maybe even better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think all of these wide receivers, as far as like where they landed um, and we just talked about Addison too, I think it's, I think it's good overall. And it's funny that they all just went four in a row, you know, <laughs> yep, 20, yep. 20. And it was funny as I was updating the, I was trying, I was like scrambling to keep up with the picks that were coming in. Yeah. And I was like hoping for like a lineman. Cause I wasn't posting about like, <laughs> defensive right, players right. or linemen and they just kept coming in. i was like ah like i was like <laughs> scrambling you know but um yeah i think low-key you could other than than um johnston and i it depends on what you think of Madison. i think you're right though i think uh, like with jsn and zay flowers the initial thought is ooh, i don't love that landing spot but it's like take right. a breath like like let it simmer like have a good night's sleep like we all got last night and then you wake up and you're like you know what i actually don't mind that landing spot and i would agree with you i think I don't think that um, with Lamar Jackson, we're going to see like 2018, 2019 bucks, whatever, like the super pass heavy. But I do think we'll see kind of what we saw with um, with Philadelphia, maybe. Yeah. You know, from 2021 to 2022, where it's like they're still they still run a lot. They're still very balanced, but it's it's quite a bit more passing and and efficient passing to go with, you know. Exactly. That's that's a great analogy. I I like that a lot. I really like Jordan Addison's landing spot. You know, I think if you're looking at all the wide receivers, I think the best year one landing spot would be Jordan Addison 
in Minnesota because you obviously have Justin Jefferson there as the one. He did not have a clear number two wide receiver. Listen, I I know that what's the dude's name in, in you know I don't even know his name, dude. Like the guy what? in Carolina, Adam Thielen. No, no, no. In, oh. in who's who, who's the slot receiver for for the Vikings? Oh, what's his name? Uh, now you're messing me up. Uh, okay, okay. Don't even say it, <laughs> okay. Steve. Don't even say it. That is our point. We just yeah, made our point just now. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I I told no, I gotta look it up now. So I know I'm scroll I'm scrolling my uh rankings <laughs> right now, trying to find it. KJ, KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne. By, by the way, go. Frost, KG... this is uh, this is my fault because on our, our podcast that we do, this is me with like half the players. Like I can never remember Tony Pollard's name. Like I've had to start writing them down on my my hand, you know, because I just get like to talking and then like my mind. You know, I'll be on one subject, and then I'm like, I have this blind spot for like a player's name. But uh, so I apologize, uh, um, my fault. <laughs> no, listen, Zach knows. Zach does this podcast with me a lot. He's a young buck. His mind is fresh. Fresh. Uh, he always he has to remind me of players all the time. So oh, yeah. it is what it is. Um, uh, you know, I'm okay with it as long as I provide solid analysis around yeah. the forgotten forgotten player. Like I'm okay with it. Listen, like, um, if I could, if people can see my mind, I can picture number 17. I can picture him and how he looks. I just the name's not. You know, I'm over 40 now, so it's not like you said. It's I'm not quite as sharp as I was in my 20s. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Zach is like half our age. Jesus Christ! All right, so um, anyway, uh, so yeah, Jordan Addison, man. Like I like the year one landing spot because you have Justin Jefferson as the number one. You had TJ Hawkinson, you know, who was basically just he was just fed a ton of targets. But when you look at the numbers, he wasn't really efficient, right? Like he wasn't like in the top 10 yards per route run or anything like that. Like he wasn't overly getting it done on a per target basis or per route basis. So when you consider that, you're like, okay, well, Jordan Addison can come in here and potentially overtake Hawkinson as the number two target. I think this is a big upgrade from Adam Thielen. Obviously, he's, he's older. Carolina likes really overpaid him. Good for Thielen. Um, but I think this is a situation where Addison clearly steps into a wide receiver two role with a good quarterback on you know what could be a good offense. And Justin Jefferson is going to be taking a ton of the heat away from Addison. I think he can have a pretty good rookie year. Uh, completely agree. And this team, like they were good last year as far on offense. They were fourth in passing yards um, in total scoring. They were eighth plays per game. They were seventh. Uh, I mean, I love this landing spot. I think it's 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 this offense is going to be amazing. And I think this is obviously really good for Kirk Cousins. You know, he's going to he's going to continue to be that guy that nobody wants to draft. <laughs> Maybe they'll want to draft him a little more now that Addison's there, but nobody wants to draft and he'll low key finishes like the qb 13 or <laughs> you know like the qb 12 or something like that he's right. just gonna he's like he's like, be he's like he's like the uh fantasy finish like overall is gonna be like qb yes. 13 yes. And then on, a per, on, a, on a on a per game basis it's gonna be like quarterback nine or something Absolutely. like that you know <laughs> oh no he's gonna be yeah he's just gonna be that guy that you're like you're not excited that he's on your roster but you're like hey he's not losing me weeks you know and he's exactly. gonna just kind of get it done so i like it no i like it for him i like it for Co- I, and like you said i even like it uh for justin jefferson and, and like this whole offense is going to be so efficient i think you know we had a, a like a couple of dud games for jefferson just because the defense defenses ha- like doubled him on a few in a few of those games and yeah that's gonna happen right like with any amazing wide receiver had we, we saw with Devontae adams for like a, a, a real stretch of three or four games yeah last year and we're gonna have it with these elite guys because it, some teams are just like hey listen we cannot have their best player just go off on us let's just take him away 
But I think Jordan Addison is a good enough player. And then on top of that, they have TJ Hawkinson to the point where like, you know, Kirk's going to have his targets, uh, you know, going to have his, his, um, his choice of targets when Jefferson is on, when Jefferson's covered. So it's going to be a situation where like, I think Jefferson's, (laughs) you know, could have a better year, potentially even more consistency because he has better weapons around him. Well, and you think of this, that kind of Rams McVay style offense that they run there. Look at what the receivers were doing there. Robert Woods, people forget, but that guy was a top 12 wide receiver in fantasy. You know, he and Cooper Cup were getting it done. So I'm excited. I I think this was a smash, smash win for who slides into the Cooper Cup role. It's Jordan Addison. Listen, Justin Jefferson was moved into the slot a ton right last year. Um, but I think what's going to happen now is I think Jefferson's going to play a little bit more on the outside because Addison's really a slot player. He's going to yeah. play flanker a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, at Pitt, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he was playing on the outside a ton. Not a whole lot of press. Didn't have a whole lot of success against press coverage, according to reception perception. Um, okay. But, you know, it's one of those situations where, like, now Jefferson, I think, will play a lot more flanker, a lot more X where Jordan Addison kind of sticking into the slot a little bit. And listen, we know what that offense can do for a slot wide receiver. Justin Jefferson was one of the most efficient wide receivers out of the slot last year. That's regardless of what, what, what system he was in, he would probably do that. But mm-hmm. in this particular system, I think it's notable to say like, okay, like you, you, you see the success of Cooper cup in a similar situation. Yeah. You see the success of Amon Ross St. Brown in a similar role. And you're like, okay. Let's see what Jordan Addison can do on a good offense. So I'm, yep. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what these guys can do in Minnesota for sure. Yep, yep. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 